Hi, and welcome to the Don't Beat Around the Bush podcast. I'm Addie Holzman. And I'm Haley Kava. We're friends, pelvic floor physical therapists, moms, and occasional hot messes who are here for real, uncensored conversations about all things pelvic health. And because our conversations are uncensored, they're likely not appropriate for little ears. Please remember our disclaimer. Although we both are licensed physical therapists, we are not your physical therapist. Yeah, anyways. And our content is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your own healthcare team for individualized advice, diagnoses, and treatment. So have you ever been to a pure romance party? I have. Uh, Actually, it was like that gift exchange. Were you there? I don't think so. At Hickory Tavern with... Mm -mm. Where were you? Was I in Leavenworth? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was in college, we had a pure romance party because that's what you did back Mm -hmm. then. You know, we just heard from Wendy and how all of those scents and those flavors are so bad for your vagina. I'm surprised that mine is still intact. But... You know, it was fun back then, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Get silly. Remember the coochie cream? The coochie? It was called coochie. It was like shaving cream. I never got that, but I thought it was funny that it was called coochie. Anyway, <laughs> so I got Benoit balls, right? So those, like, metal balls. Are they magnetic to each no, other? No. Oh, okay. They're supposed to bounce around in your vagina and hit and vibrate. It's a crock. So it's supposed to be muscle strengthening? Kind of, and pleasure. Like, if you can get them to bump together. That you could, and you would just walk around throughout <laughs> the day with them in place? There was not very good instructions on these. I don't think it came with any instructions. It just came in this, like, plastic. It, they looked like little pearls. You just opened the box, and there they were. And you anyway, shoved them on up. And you shoved them on up. So okay. I had no idea what I was doing. I don't even know why I bought these things. There was a good salesman. Must have been. A man? Anyway. No, no. Oh, God. I guess it, I mean, any gender is fine. But like, how how gross would that have been? College girls, this like creepy guy. I can picture him with like a toupee, like dirty, yucky hair. Under. He like opens his vest. <laughs> the vibrators. And, like... No, a saleswoman. A saleswoman. Okay. okay. Uh, college girl. I don't even remember. So anyway, um, you were drinking wine cooler. <laughs> it was so funny. Boone's Farm. Like. So me and my roommates were trying these things out, right? And I put them up there, and I'm like, I don't know how you're supposed to get them to bounce together. Do I do jumping jacks? So I like just started jumping around. Felt nothing. I couldn't even feel them in there. It was Good. like nothing was happening. So I was like, oh, this is dumb. And and even when I was relaxed or when I thought my pelvic floor was relaxed, they didn't come out. Like it was just it was just weird. Were anyway, they silver? I picture them they as were silver. silver. Little silver bullets. <laughs> so, so anyway, I'm like over it. Within two minutes, I'm like, this is dumb. And you I still had anal fissures at this time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were real good for my butt. <laughs> Just clench it more. <laughs> so anyway, I literally put them in once. And I went to retrieve these balls and I could not find them. They were lost in the abyss. I was just like, where the fuck did they go? I'm pretty sure this you, like, vaginal canal ha- doesn't like <laughs> go into <this laughs> Neverland. Secret tunnel somewhere. I don't know. Oh Could not They're find probably them. like up in the vault, like <laughs> up by your cervix. There was 
it was going to be hard to find those babies. And so I'm like freaking out because at this point, the only thing that's ever been in my vagina was a penis and that's connected to something and comes out very easily. Right. So I'm like, well, tampons, but whatever. I'm like starting to freak out to my roommate. Like, how do I get these out of here? Like, I'm like elbow deep trying to get these things out. They're not coming out. And you know, like when your panicking time seems right. a lot longer than it really right. is. It probably was so only a few So then you're minutes. tightening more <laughs> and you're like holding your breath and like making it 10 times worse. I had a, I'll tell you, I'll tell forever. So I did retrieve them eventually, but. Did you with the like bear down or, or what did you end up doing? Did you squat down? I think I down? got in the shower and I was just like wiggling around and like swooping everywhere <laughs> with my fingers and they were like caught over on the side somewhere. Oh my gosh. It was really. And then they went into my drawer for like the rest of time. And I don't even know where they went. I don't even, I don't remember getting rid of them, but I do not have, do I have them? I might have them in our treasure chest. Ew. <laughs> it's like your weird relationship <laughs> treasure chest you're talking about. We literally have a trunk in our room with a lock on it. <laughs> with all of the things. Don't use those again. <laughs> I feel like on, so I have a TikTok account, but I don't. I don't understand TikTok. I have a side part and I like skinny jeans. <laughs> I don't understand TikTok. So literally your logo. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Addie, I feel personally victimized because I just made my logo and it has a side part and I'm not changing it. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. So um, Yoni eggs have been like a real hot topic on TikTok. How big are they? Um, like probably around the same size of your like Benoit, like your vaginal weights, maybe a little bit bigger than the vaginal weights that you talked about on your Instagram page. And what's the point of yoni eggs? It's similar that you're trying to hold it in while you do things. Some of them have a string and some of them don't. I would be preferential to the ones that have strings. <laughs> yes. Get the string ones. <laughs> that you can get it out. The first time I tried a cup, like a menstrual cup after Cam was born, I was super excited to use it. But I got my period like late in the day that day. So I decided I'll just put it in at night and I'll try it overnight for the first time. Right. Which I would not totally advise for the first time, but it's fine. So I got it in. I was like all pumped about it. Felt really like comfortable. Slept great. Woke up. And overnight when you're laying, your cervix and everything like moves upwards. So that morning I couldn't. I could not find it. Like, I could not. And I was like, I'm glad that I can't find it. That means that my cervix is not, like, falling out down. Yeah, right? But it was definitely, like, frightening for a little while of, like, trying to get the... Or, like, I could just touch the nub at the bottom and, like, trying to figure out how to get it down. And on the packaging, it talks about bearing down to get it out. But I was like, I'm not bearing down. I don't want to do that. So what I ended up doing because of how our pelvic floor works is taking some nice really good deep breaths in and like feeling the pelvic floor lower down and so the pelvic floor lowering down on the inhale was enough so I could get my fingers like on the bottom of the just barely in the bottom of the cup and I might have like created a little bit of extra pressure on that inhale just so I could like get a finger on it but yeah no there was definitely that like couple moments of panic like holy crap (laughs) how do I get this thing out of here and like logically you know it has to come out like there's nowhere for it to go mm-hmm. but that's not a fun yeah thing. and then it wasn't really an issue in the daytime because i felt like just throughout the day like gravity kind of just moves things down but i will say my period pack came back really early after having robert and 
the first period back, I actually had to get a larger size cup because the cup that I had been using was like the smaller size and it had been fine before. But I think just because it was so recent after having second baby, just the diet, I don't know, the top of the vaginal canal is just a little wider. But I got the the larger, I don't know if it's the, the largest size they make, the salt cup. And it fit perfectly and stayed perfectly. And it was it was great. So the yoni eggs. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I feel like I have some feelings about them. I think applied in the right circumstance, right? To in like you were talking about with like teaching your pelvic floor how to be in proper position to get that contract and lift. But it's not something that needs to be in there all day. Well, isn't that what you like move around with them, right? Isn't the point to put them in and like keep them in or not? I don't. I I mean, I think there's different prescriptions. Some people, yeah, would like walk around all day with it in, but that's going to drive more tone tension. Like imagine you're holding a 10 pound weight in your arm all day. Your muscles are going to get tired, but you're also going to have a lot of tension, not only in the bicep but in like your shoulder and your traps and your the your wrist and your hand like all of the things outside of the muscle you're trying to work are going to turn on in response to trying to help out yeah i feel like that would not be good for butt clenching and Uh just tension the intention in the pelvic floor is not fun to deal with and just having that proprioceptive like weight on your pelvic floor would almost to me feel like prolapse like and then you're trying to like keep it you're guarding it like i don't want it to fall out ah yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never tried a yoni egg or vaginal wings. <laughs> All that's going through my head right now is a chicken wing. <laughs> like pushing it out like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chickens. I want chickens. Can you get chickens here? Yeah. Our neighbors has chickens. They came into our yard the other week. Two of them. Elsie just scooped one up. Like full grown <laughs> hens. She just scooped them up. And then Rhino comes over. Like, like, Oh, mm. did Rhino want to eat it? Rhino sniffed it, did his, like, nose jab. Like, who are you? I don't think Rhino would kill chickens. I'm trying to convince Ash that Rhino would be fine with chickens because I think it'd be fun. And we'd get free eggs. We go through, like, a dozen eggs every time I think the eggs eggs. would be good. But chicken poop? I know. I don't want to clean up chicken. It's like I would never get a hamster. I had a hamster, and it was a pain in the ass to clean that cage. No, uh-uh. We will never get any caged animal in my house. I had chinchillas in college. They were fun and very soft, but yeah. The it poop was, yeah. in a cage and the shavings and the pee. Yeah. Ew, 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 ew. Yeah. No. It stinks. <laughs> like, I know myself. I am not a clean person. So having, like, a little <laughs> animal pooping all over. Like, like, I can clean. Like, I'm just. You have better things to do. My brain is just <laughs> all over the place. I think I have ADHD, maybe undiagnosed. <laughs> And so I know myself enough to know that, like, I would abandon this poor animal and it would <laughs> be alone and smelly and gross. Mm-mm. We had we had hamsters and they they are little shits. They will get out of their cage because we had like a tank and then <laughs> they would climb up the water bottle and get out. So you had to put when they were grown, we put um, like a refrigerator shelf you know, like the mm-hmm. the wire ones on top, and they would get up on the water bottle and grab the bars and like scoot the thing off and get out. So we had to put like books and stuff on top. They got out once it, when I was painting my room, so all the registers were off of the mm. yeah, and it was August, so it was hot out, and they got down into the registers, and like at night you would hear them like you know like going through the house. 
Did you find them? <laughs> yeah. They got stuck in the basement where the register, like, comes down to a point and they couldn't crawl back up. And so my dad had, like, cut out sheetrock to, like, oh get – And the other one ended up in the sump pump, like, swimming. Like, and we found it before it – Perished. Died. Yeah. Anyway. Nope. 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 No cage animals. Kim actually – on YouTube found like this hamster video of like hamsters running through. Have your kids watched that before? No. It's like this little cute hamster going through like a maze that someone made and it's adorable. And he asked for the hamster videos and I'm like, you can watch this hamster video, but you're never allowed a hamster. And I'll say, okay. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> deal. <laughs> they only live like three years. So I guess that's nice. Chinchillas will live like 15 plus. Yeah. Don't Mm-mm. get a chinchilla. No. But anyway, how do we get on hamsters, chickens, eggs? eggs. <laughs> Just pet, like dirty pets. Is it good for our microbiome or our gut health to have animals, chickens and stuff? I know when kids who have dogs have more diverse gut biomes than people who don't have dogs. Because <laughs> you know why dogs. They lick you of, and they ooh. lick their poop and oh yeah. Lick their butts and then they lick. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but as we cringe thinking yeah, about but all like the times. chicken chicken well chicken poop is not yeah it's not mm. good but then you think of like those eggs like you gotta clean them good right clean them well well if you don't clean eggs they can stay on your counter well if you don't clean them with soap you can wash them with water can't you and they can still stay out of the fridge oh i don't know i think the soap like takes away the protective whatever barrier yeah, those yeah, Europeans ta- keep their eggs We're out. talking about stuff. We <laughs> we're still on the topic of yoni eggs. eggs. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think applied in, in the right circumstance. I think the circumstance in which I would use like a vaginal weight or, you know, maybe yoni egg would be, yeah, like someone who's doing very, very high level activity. So deadlifting very heavy or um, you know, powerlifting or something like that. And the training that they're doing, even with weight, is just not getting them the hypertrophy, essentially, the muscle mass building in their pelvic floor that they need to kind of keep up with how everything else is building. Or the position of the pelvic floor. Right. And I think that right. would be more, that's more of the issue. But when you are trying to max out on certain lifts, you have to be in maybe a suboptimal position for bladder support, you know? Are like you talking you need about that. like so say more neutral spine? So say you're trying to like max out a squat, back squat. Maximum, you have to maybe go into a position of a little bit more extension in order to generate the intra-abdominal pressure you need to do that, right? That is like, is that a true picture of your strength because you're compensating? That's up for debate. But again, you're com- say you're a competitor, your f- exact form doesn't necessarily matter. It's like if you can compensate your way into a higher higher weight lift and win, right, the whole thing, then that's fine. You're doing that one time, but maybe training the pelvic floor in those different positions so that it can still be okay and that you're maybe decreasing the injury to it potentially. I, I need to play with those cable weights. Let's see. I also think it would be helpful for people to have, like if you're working on prolapse, and like trying to get that anterior floor to like contract, like having a little bit of pressure on it so you can feel that movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just per- like proprioception wise. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting to see like if you fully relax, like fully relaxing on an inhale with a Kegel weight doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to drop out. 
if your superficial pelvic floor muscles are still on. So like you can still keep your superficial pelvic floor muscles kind of active and release the deeper layers. So that's how I teach people who maybe are doing like an inversion in yoga and are having issues with queefing. So like think about exhale, you know, close the elevator doors, draw up, and then inhale, keep your elevator door closed, but inhale down so that you're not like the introitus, the opening of the vagina sort of stays a little bit more together so that air is not creeping out. Yesterday, no, not yesterday, this week, working out, doing side to side shuffles. Sometimes I'll feel like <laughs> just like flapping in the wind. <laughs> I think that's why people don't like, that's why I don't like um, jumping jacks sometimes. Not that I'm yeah. leaking, but I just feel like. It's like too open. open. Like, there's like a gust of air. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I don't like this. Uh-huh. Um, but then I was like trying to, you know, I, I wasn't shifting into my hip. Mm-hmm. So like I was doing a lot of like hip abduction mm-hmm. and not like getting that closure. I've never leaked. I've never leaked with exercises, actually. But if I was to, that would be it would be side shuffles because there have been moments where I'm like, mm, eh, I got to correct this before. Mm-hmm. Something happens, you mm-hmm. know, you mm-hmm. get those feelings of not controlling. Yeah, I like I like to do warm ups like pre-workouts that are like like line drills, essentially like A's and B's and lunge walks and lateral walks and skipping and all that stuff. Because that's like what we used to do mm-hmm. and, like for like sport warm ups. So I like to do that before before I work out, too. Yeah. But yeah, side to side. Definitely the shift. Not being just up on your toes, but like outside to inside of the foot and like getting a little bit more. Yeah, I try to find my midfoot. Mm-hmm. And like newly postpartum, I just wouldn't do side shuffles. I didn't have the control. So I would do like grapevine instead. So you're mm-hmm. getting that hip rotation and kind of keeping the legs together. Keeping, the, <laughs> keeping things from flapping on the wind. Beef curtains. <laughs> so no, I have heard from like multiple people that they I played volleyball in college going commando in spandex is like no big deal and and really going commando anytime is not a big deal to me even you know in leggings whatever um or thongs like I was like a big time thong where I cannot wear thongs my tight butt did not like thongs. Uh-huh. so but not I do not anymore Oof. <laughs> <laughs> but like lots of people saying like when I'm wearing tights or I'm wearing leggings it feels very vulnerable to like not have like an additional layer under there mm-hmm. and that like also like things like jumping jacks and side shuffles increase that that vulnerable feeling mm-hmm. of like things just being free <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness good mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. um so yeah that was a good conversation with wendy learned a lot mm-hmm. after that ash like sent me a text one day the week after and he's like i think we should start every time we shouldn't have sex. We should like, well, like penetrative sex. We should cuddle. We should do this. We should have more foreplay. He's always said these things, but I am very much like, let's get her done. Like, I want to go to sleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm the hasty one. And I don't think there's anything. There's not anything wrong, wrong with that. Because it worked for us when the kids were little, right? Mm-hmm. And we didn't have time. Like, you, d- you don't have time. You got to like get it done, right? But now we're kind of out of that phase where we get interrupted. So we have more time. So he's like trying to bring us back to our like 20s. And I'm kind of like, I like the quickies. Let's just just keep on that path. (laughs) 
yeah, I think there's something appealing in this phase of life of it not being a whole production, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's more manageable. Like, you can do it more often mm-hmm. if you're not like, oh, this next hour is just going to, you yeah. know, be taken, not taken up. And, like, very and it's so hard to stay, like, stay present and be like, okay, I'm in this. I literally remember when the kids were little, my to-do list would just scan through my brain. Like, I could not shut it off. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got to do this and this and this. And, like, it was so frustrating. I, I couldn't shut it off. I'm pretty sure I had postpartum anxiety. Like, I know I did with yeah. all those deployments. And, like, oh my gosh. I know I did. It was never diagnosed. And now, like, I'm back to, like, human. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. And there was some, like, definite yeah. anxiety. And I think, like... I am I am not the person to talk about this. We need to get like a good mental health counselor on the show. That would be, be amazing. Fun. We need to find one. So um actually might know somebody. Yeah, let's do it. Um in that like what level of anxiety is a- acceptable to help keep your kids alive? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you almost need this like low level resting ang- anxiousness or like not anxiousness, intensity of your mood alertness yeah like, like uh, just alertness and and, yeah. and i think all moms maybe have that i think when it gets dysfunctional maybe is the problem but yeah to like have this sixth sense of like oh, the baby's falling off the bed and then like <laughs> reach over and, and grabbing them you know like that's i totally had that <laughs> that's a like, couple times like a mom thing God, i remember david was like seven months old not crawling yet but i put him on my our king size bed with the door open to take a shower like laid him in something and put baby Einstein on. And I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be great. And our bed is high. It's like hip height. So it was, I can't, I had a feeling. I'm in the shower and I just had a feeling. Cause I would like check on him and like, like poke my head out. Okay, we're good. Poke my head out. And it would take him a while, like, cause he wasn't crawling to like get anywhere on the bed, right? Uh-huh. Bad, bad, bad. So I poke my head out and he's almost on the edge of the bed. And I took like, two leaps like i'm talking seven foot leaps (laughs) and and i'm like i feel like i was like running a relay where you really stretch for the baton and i like grabbed his ankle right as his center of mass like tipped over the bed like it was horrifying so let that be a lesson do not (laughs) (laughs) so i from all the things we've learned about like neck tension and tongue ties and stuff i've like so robert's never been swaddled and he and I like the only time I'll put him in the bouncer thing is like if I'm cooking dinner and like he's not happy on the floor, but I'll just like leave him on the floor, just lay him down. And and like he definitely explores more and like is better on his tummy and like starting to roll now, like both ways. That was that's leaps and bounds above where Cam was at this point. And I think it's just because I'm like, you're safest on the floor here. You're fine. Yeah. And Cam will play with, like, interact with him down there and probably not squish him. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But, like, I think that's been really cool to see. And it's been been good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's amazing what they pick up with freedom of movement. That's, like, one of the biggest, like, pelvic PT, or not pelvic PTs, pediatric PTs, like, I see is they kind of preach that freedom of movement. Like the less you can keep them contained in things like bouncers and whatever, like given that you, you have to, I mean, right. I had to use that right. stuff. I had three, oh, three yeah. and under, like you just had to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, freedom mm-hmm. of movement. We all need it. Right. Cool. cool. Very yeah. good. Well, 
hopefully you guys enjoyed our episode with Wendy. Wendy. And let us know who you'd like to hear on the podcast next. We have a couple people in mind, a couple stars we're shooting for. <laughs> We've sent some emails out to some people who will absolutely say no to us, but <laughs> it, we can always try. But let us know who you'd like to hear and send us your comments. We got a comment last week that was like made my heart so happy because it was sort of a clinical person saying like they were they felt so it was so fun to like listen to this information without it being so like boring and lighthearted and I was like that's exactly what we're going for is like just some little clinical nuggets mixed into conversations that we would have anyway yeah Mm -hmm. so and then we can go back and listen and regret all the (laughs) personal stories we're putting out in the world yeah yes so if you have a spare moment and you're listening on whatever app you're listening to on just give us some stars and give us a comment we will love you forever yeah and it goes a long way all that is like really great for the podcast algorithm ish like getting it out there i don't know what the podcast deal is but just we know that the more people that like it and the more people that subscribe and the more people that rate it and write comments the more people that will see it and hopefully more people it will help And the more our tanks are fueled to keep it going, the more bushy love that's going (laughs) to go around. You can communicate with Addie and I both in regards to the podcast questions, comments, concerns, topics that you want discussed on our podcast Facebook page, Don't Beat Around the Bush Podcast, as well as our email account, which is Don't Beat Around the Bush Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find our podcast on all the major podcast platforms. So please subscribe, comment, and share all the bushy love. It's probably pretty obvious that our episodes are edited and produced by Addie and myself. (laughs) And our music is provided by Blockhead.